Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. An update on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, yes, they were defeated by the Golden State Warriors uh, for the first game of the NBA championship. But uh, billionaire venture capitalist Gordon Gund, he is selling his 15% stake in the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is, of course, their second year that they are playing for the NBA championship. This all according to two people familiar with the matter. Estimated value of the team, $1.1 billion. That comes from valuations expert Peter Schwartz. Once again, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers Year's 15% stake of Gordon Gund is up for sale. Hats off to our sports reporter, Scott Soschnick, for a terrific story. Coming up now, Patrick O'Keefe on the latest jobs report. First to Charlie Pellet in the newsroom with a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Kathleen. Thank you, Pim. We are brought to you by the American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR.org. Oil explorers put drilling rigs back to work in U.S. fields for only the second time this year as supply and demand begin to come closer into balance. Baker Hughes says rigs targeting crude in the U.S. rose by 9 to 325 were dropped last week. Crude oil down today by 1%, falling 48 cents a barrel. West Texas Intermediate now at 48.70. The dollar plunging the most since December against the euro after jobs growth trailed forecasts, weakening the case for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates as early as this month. The U.S. economy adding 38,000 workers, unemployment down to 4.7%. Here's U.S. Labor Secretary Tom Perez. Well, this is below expectations, and uh, one thing that I expected was that there would be impact from the Verizon strike. That's why I called them up uh, two or three weeks ago and said, come to my office, we got to resolve this because uh, your workers and their families are suffering, the company's suffering, and the economy's suffering. So part of, a big part of what we saw in this report was the impact of, of that strike. And gold today up 2.6%, surging 31.10 the ounce uh, to 12.4370. 232 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at other news from around the world. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. A search is still underway at Fort Hood, Texas, for four soldiers who remain missing after their truck overturned Thursday in a rain-swollen creek. Here's Fort Hood spokesman Chris Houck. This accident is a, is a tragedy. The loss of one soldier is one too many. Three others pulled from the water remain hospitalized in stable condition. Parts of Texas have been inundated with rain in the last week, and more than half of the state is under flood watches or warnings, including the counties near Fort Hood. At least six people died in floods last week in central and southeast Texas. House Speaker Paul Ryan is announcing the launch of the House GOP election year agenda project titled A Better Way. It lists six proposals, including some to help lift Americans out of poverty. We can start to tackle our problems before they tackle us. This is what Americans do. We don't accept decline. We don't give in to division. We find a better way. 
Speaker Ryan made the announcement during the Republicans' weekly address, which was released today one day earlier than usual. New York City's top financial officer says the city's child welfare agency didn't properly monitor providers who were supervising troubled minors as part of a citywide juvenile justice program. Controller Scott Stringer says the city's administration for children's service, quote, abdicated its responsibility. He found in an audit that city workers sometimes skipped visits to group homes and missed calls and visits to check on the children. Global News, 24 hours a day. Powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping a move lower for stocks. We are well off our session lows. S&P 500 index down 5 at 2,099, down 3 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. No matter how you slice it, it's hard to call today's May employment report from the U.S. Labor Department anything but disappointing, if not weak. Joining us now to dissect the report, what it means for the economy and what it means for the Fed Reserve as it gets ready to meet on June 14th and 15th and debate whether or not to hike rates again. Patrick O'Keefe, he is Director of Economic Research at Cone Resnick. He's also a former Deputy Assistant Secretary at the Department of Labor. Patrick, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. What is your take? Uh, Let me just sum up for our listeners yet again. Only 38,000 net new jobs, unemployment falling because so many people left the labor force, wages pretty much flat. What does it tell you? Well, it was a report that made pessimists like myself, I was one of the low predictors on this one, made the pessimists look like Pollyannas. It just was totally unexpected. I know the secretary pointed to the strike as being one of the reasons why jobs growth was down. But this is the smallest increment of jobs since the jobs recovery began 76 months ago. Even if we discount the impact of the, of the of the strike, we go from being the weakest in 76 months to the sixth weakest in, in 76 months. It um, it was to be expected that there was deceleration in the labor market, particularly in the jobs part of it, uh, going uh, forward. We, we, this is a mature recovery, uh, but these numbers were, were far weaker than uh, any of us anticipated. All right, Patrick, I'm wondering if you could explain, because I, when you Let's say when you decide you want to have a, a softball team, right, and you pick all the best players, you want to pick, you pick them usually the first. Is there anything to indicate that we are at the very end of the hiring cycle as a result of so many workers having already gone back to work? Um, there are still plenty of job seekers and potential job seekers, as Kathleen pointed out. The labor force participation dropped uh, dramatically in this uh, particular month. What we have to realize is that the 5% unemployment rate or the 4.9% unemployment rate is drawn down because of people withdrawing from the labor force. So they don't disappear. They're out there. They're willing to work. They would look for work, but they're frustrated. They haven't been able to find work. And so um, I don't think we have a shortage of labor. We may have some mismatches in terms of what the qualify, qualifications for the jobs are and, and the qualifications of the employees seeking them. Uh, but overall, this is um, 
is not a situation where we have inadequate supply. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you look at the broader measure of uh, unemployment, the underemployment rate is still up at 9.7 percent, which does include, of course, people working part time because they can't find full time jobs, etc. cetera. Uh, I was exchanging some emails with uh, Nairana Kocholakota th- this morning and early this afternoon, who's a former president at the Minneapolis Fed. And of course, he has been also uh certainly bearish on the notion that the Fed should be raising rates. If anything, he thinks they might have to contemplate negative rates. He said, of course, that what's more troubling to him, he said, you know, if you look at the household employment figures, the survey of people actually who have jobs or don't have them, Patrick, uh, maybe the report wasn't so bad. But his concern is that inflation remains far from the Fed's target and inflation expectations remain so low and they aren't rising. And one of the reasons why they're not rising is because the Fed continues to rely on the definition of an unemployment rate that doesn't acknowledge the substantial drop that we've had in labor force participation. Uh, we play around with something called the participation adjusted unemployment rate, where we go back and we say, if not for the drop in participation, where would the unemployment rate be? Depending on the assumptions you want to use for that counterfactual, we're fairly confident that the unemployment rate in any reasonable sense is still above 8%. Still above 8%? Yes. When you take account of of people withdrawing out of frustration because they couldn't find jobs. That's Then you get that high rate. So uh, can we just get that, that, you know, the question we have to ask about the Fed, uh, June, July, September. September, yeah, maybe not until then. Um, I, I think for the Fed, um, the FOMC has made the, the case repeatedly that they're data uh, dependent. What they, I think, are realizing now is that the data is not de- dependable. The market and the economy overall uh, has had a long run. It's been a fairly good run, all things considered. But this is a mature uh, recovery, and we can't look for it to accelerate, particularly given uh, external conditions. So uh, that, I don't think the Fed moves this summer. I don't think the Fed's going to move before the election. How about home construction and consumer spending? Both of those reports were pretty good. They were pretty good this month, but overall, home construction is still well down from where it was pre-recession. Uh, consumer spending is up, uh, but not, not up so much that the savings rate has uh, tipped down much. Uh, the, the household sector is spending, uh, but uh, a lot of what they're spending is the benefit of lower gas prices, and as gas prices move up, that's going to uh, rearrange where that money's being spent. Thank you very much for joining us. Patrick O'Keefe is the Director of Economic Research at Cone Resnick, also former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Department of Labor, speaking about today's government report on non-farm payrolls, adding just 38,000 workers in May. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. This Hamptons Commuter Minute is brought to you by Land Rover. Visit your local tri-state area Land Rover retailer for special lease and finance offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.